Welcome to the In Memory of Man podcast, a show dedicated to the brave new world of crime, artificial intelligence, and news. The future is now. Here's your host, criminal trial lawyer, researcher, and author, Robert Kiesling. Hello, welcome to the Robot Crime Blog podcast. I am your host, Robert Kiesling, criminal trial lawyer out of Austin, Texas. This is episode three. Purpose of the podcast is to give you, the listener, the 411 on artificial intelligence and how it applies to the criminal justice system. Last time I left y'all, we talked about the Wisconsin versus Loomis case where artificial intelligence was used in sentencing Mr. Loomis to six years in prison. Yes, AI sentenced a man to six years in prison. If you want to know more about that subject, go ahead and go to Robot Crime Blog. I will have a link to the article as well as, or articles as well as to the podcast and the vlog. We are going to talk today about robot brothels. Yes, robot brothels, they exist and they are here in the state of Texas. Before we do that, I'd like to get into the news. And here we go. Facebook is doubling down on AI to clean up the social network. Artificial intelligence, I'm sorry, artificial intelligence is now used to predict crime, but is it biased? I think I've proven it is. A warehouse robot learns to sort out the tricky stuff. Patriot player is speaking out after Amazon's facial recognition tech falsely matched him to a mugshot. World's first brothel staffed entirely by robot sex workers now looking for investors to go global. Interesting stuff. Again, if you want to look at any of those articles in in the full, go ahead and go to robotcrimeblog.com. Let me thank my sponsors real quick, bigsmoke.com, and that's bigsmoke with the Q-U-E.com. Also, the law offices of Robert Kiesling, or law offices of RRK, for your family and criminal trial needs. And Discredited Citizen, a novel about a near future that a man is falsely accused of murder who must make an impossible choice. If you want to know more about that, go ahead and go to robotcrimeblog.com. Let's talk about the city of Houston first and how the whole robot brothel thing got going. Well, looks like this company saw some lax law in the zoning ordinance of Houston, which allowed them to operate their sex robot brothel. City of Houston, it was brought to their attention by uh, Elijah Rising, which is an activist group for uh, against sex trafficking. They received 15,000 signatures on a petition that said, we do not want this here because we believe it condones sex trafficking. Uh, I believe the city council responded and said, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and say, well, they, they could still be here. Excuse me. And that's my understanding, but that the main portion, which is go, uh, a customer would go in and test the product, the robot, before buying and that was the major issue and uh and so they they outlawed uh, or didn't allow that to uh to happen and uh just if you're curious in my research i found uh how much does one of the robots go for about 15 grand which was uh which is wild uh, again it goes back to blade runner to me but um going off topic a little bit so the, the, next, the next situation or the next issue I want to discuss is the pros and cons of uh, these 
alleged sex brothels or sex robots and it's going to happen um, by 2030 it's going to be crazy i don't know but i'm just presenting this information to you from my research i'm not advocating one way or the other i just want to keep the discussion about artificial intelligence and the criminal justice system alive so the pros they're saying that it, it would replace prostitution they're saying that it could be therapeutic for those that have lascivious intentions above the social norm. Uh, I'll, I'll just leave that to your imagination. It would uh, mitigate human trafficking, sex trafficking, which again, I'm not saying that it would or it wouldn't. I, I don't know enough about it. Uh, some of the sociologists said that it would not uh, promote it, but I didn't see anything that said it would uh, stop it from happening or at least uh, uh, reduce it from happening. I would love to have some comments, questions, uh, any research that you might have that would help me in that subject, and I'd be happy to touch back on that when we know more about, about it. Also, the pro of companionship in that uh, for the elderly and the lonely. The, um, and then lastly, they're saying that actually these, uh, the, the more people that would actually in, engage in the robot and, and robot cyber sex or however you want to say it or robot sex that um, that would actually make it more intimate because it's a nothing will place uh, replace the real thing right so that's that's your interpretation for the pros now what do we got for the cons well uh, when i researched it i didn't find the one con that i thought was extremely important uh and i'm not saying it's above all else but it's definitely something you want to consider or someone should consider in all of this craziness so one is obviously we're talking about bias. And if you want to learn about bias, go ahead and go back to the Wisconsin versus Loomis. When I say bias, I'm talking about code bias because mostly men are doing the coding and it's going to be biased toward women, which obviously is a huge problem. Also, for those that are going to be using these sex robots, they will probably be in isolation a lot. And if they're in isolation a lot, obviously that's never a good thing. The, uh, the, the main issue, it's kind of like um, uh, surrogates. I don't know if you've ever heard of that movie, but it's a science fiction movie with Bruce Willis. None of the people ever got out because they were substituting life with the, sur the, the robot surrogates. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, also, they're saying that it could possibly reinforce bad acts because uh, there's no laws in terms of uh, how or what way these robots would be used in, in, the, uh, in, that, in the sexual manner. Again, I'll leave that to y'all. Uh, then there's also the, the losing the human element, which uh, sociologists say that that probably wouldn't happen. But I would say that the more advanced that these robots get, then you would probably lose that human element when the, the skin gets warmer, when right when they when they're almost indistinguishable from humans, like uh, the show. Um, I think it's actually called Humans, anyway. Uh, or surrogates or something, I, I can't remember. Um, so that said, my issue that I hadn't seen anywhere in my research is dealing with the fine print. And what I mean by that is, let's say you own this robot, or let's say that there's a robot brothel that someone enters uh, overseas. I think there's one in, uh, there's, there's Italy, but I think they shut that down. And then I think there's one in... Spain, maybe. Anyway, uh, so you go in, right, and you got to understand something that the robot's eyes, right, those aren't human eyes. Those are recorders. Then also the robot's voice, and then when you speak to it, that, in it, there's a recorder. All that information is getting uploaded, right? It's getting uploaded to where? 
Well, you don't know, but I can tell you this, it's a company, it's a private company, and that information, if there is some kind of fine print when you either walked into that place and you didn't see it, or you went through the fine print like we all do on our iPhones or the updates from Microsoft, you scroll through it and go, boom, I'm done. It says in there that, hey, any data that we get from our robot is ours. Yeah, think about that, any data, and I, you know what I mean. In, in addition to that data, they would also have you, how you talk to the robot, how you interact with it, right? What you say to it, how you say it. Uh, all that information is, is, is a metadata. And what do, what do I mean by metadata? Well, I'm not going to get into that now. I'll just give an example. So when you're on your phone and let's say you're looking up shoes, right? And then like a day, two days, three days uh, later, you get nothing but inundated with ads about shoes. Well, the re it's not some kind of weird psychic connection. It's these companies seeing the data that you're inputting into it, right? And it says, oh, okay, well, we, and, they, and they've sold that data to shoe companies. And then that's when the shoe companies go, okay, we're going to put our advertising toward directly toward this person to get you to buy shoes. That's, that's basically metadata in a nutshell. And again, uh, there's more scientific. You can do that research on your own. Well, with all those pros and cons, I would say that the future is a brave new world and the future again is now. That said, let me end with my quote. And my quote today is going to be, do not let the fears in your mind push you around. And that is from Roy T. Bennett. I will go ahead and put that obviously on the, uh, the, the vlog and, and get you a link to that book as well. Next episode, we're going to talk about the facial recognition and the pros and cons. I don't see a whole lot of pros to it, but again, we'll talk about that next episode. If Skynet does not take over by the next episode, I will see you then. Oh, also, if you want to go ahead and give us comments or reviews on iTunes, that would be fantastic. It would help the show grow and give some uh, give information to people that may not have heard it or seen it. If you have friends on Facebook you think might like it, please spread along to them the word of my podcast, Robot Crime Blog and Podcast. Thank you. And if Skynet doesn't take over, I will see you next time. Bye.